Hey guys, uh, just a quick note at the start of this, just to let you know that this is something a bit different. There'll be a, a mini intro after this explaining what exactly it is, but I'm really proud of this, and I think this was a really good thing that me and a few other people did together. So yeah, just letting you know that this isn't a, a normal episode. Normal episode will be out tomorrow, Thursday as usual. But yeah, uh, if you've ever struggled with mental health or know some people who have or just want to be a bit more informed... Really appreciate if you gave us a listen. And um, like I said, Maze will be in in a sec to sort of tell you more about it. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you. I love you all. Goodbye. Hello there, Maisie here just dropping in at the beginning of the episode to say thanks for taking the time to listen to You OK Mate, time to talk about mental health made by the Podmates for World Mental Health Day. What you're about to listen to is various hosts of podcasts, some of which you've never spoken to each other before, opening up to each other about their own experiences with mental health which I'm sure you'll see isn't always easy to do, but it affects everyone, whether you're going through a rough patch or have a diagnosis, and it's important to talk about it. And we hope you find something to take away from our conversations and inspire you to start your own. And now remember, we're far from experts. We're just trying to work through our own issues. Now, it's time to talk. Welcome to a very special podcast episode. My name is Harry from the Rankless for Everything, and this is You All Right, Mate, a podcast brought to you by the Podcasting Mates. Today, joining me are Charlie and Chris. Charlie, would you like to introduce yourself first, and then Chris, I would encourage you to introduce yourself as well. Hello, uh, my name's Charlie. I'm from the podcast Why Did I Do That? And that's that's all you need to know about me. That is. Chris. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Chris. I am from Dungeons and Dragnos. Well, those were fantastic intros. Um, we've been the so podcasting much. mates. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> mental health for World Mental Health Day. And we're very unsure about what tone to take in this um, episode. So I think it's best for us to lay that out there, that we're probably going to have very inconsistent tones throughout here because we, we never really know because... And you know what? I think that's a good theme of this um, little episode here, is that there is no right answer. Am I, am I right in thinking that? There is no right tone. You're correct. My, my personal go-to is just make jokes so you don't feel sad. So mm. that's what I'm going to be going for in this little episode. Which we're not saying is right or wrong. It's which, it's whichever works for you. It's what works it absolutely for me. is. Um, yeah. Today, today will be a little bit... We, we've, we've come together because we want to open up a dialogue, essentially. So even if we're not opening up that dialogue very well, even if we're opening up a poor dialogue, we, we, we want to open up a dialogue. We want to give our thoughts on mental health, and we just sort of want to encourage a discussion because that is the most important thing. It's the first step in everything. We want to open a discussion, whether it be a fun discussion, whether it be a generally uninformed and poor discussion, which isn't very enjoyable to listen to, which we hope this isn't. But at the same time, if it is, you can go and listen to Seal afterwards. So you can always keep that in <laughs> mind. You can <laughs> learn to fly like an eagle, just like Seal did. Uh, 
you could you absolutely could and that that is where we want to go with this we want you to listen to this and think boy i wish i'd learned to fly like an eagle at some point instead of listening to this podcast episode no we 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 want we want to talk about mental health we want to maybe help you learn something that you didn't know before we want to maybe give you an idea to go out and learn something by yourself that may help either you or others because while i can't sit here and say that we are qualified or educated in the right ways to help you or other people um who who may have mental health issues or help you better learn about mental health we are here to help you go out and help yourself with uh, i'm really messing up this intro basically we want to <laughs> encourage people to go look at information i don't know someone save me please can one of you want to encourage people me? to talk about it because not enough people talk about mental health Thank and you, just that's all right i'm here for you harry always i got you back boy and uh yeah we well, just think as a as a community with uh, the other i think there are another two episodes of this by different groups of people from different podcasts coming up we there just want to sort of start a conversation and be like hey you can talk about this it's okay yeah, In you fact, can. You should talk about it because it's important. It is important. It's important to talk. And um I, I think I think that'll be our introduction. So if you wanted to go ahead and listen to those other two episodes and tell us how our introduction ranks against those two, I'm gonna be very interested to find out. Oh, stop trying to rank really, everything. I always <laughs> want to rank everything. So um Chris, uh, so far you've kept up with your tradition of saying about four lines uh, <laughs> an episode of a podcast. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you uh, give give your thoughts on this. This is now out of the introduction, and we are now into the next part of the podcast structure, which we're not sure why, why quite what it is. So we're gonna let you spearhead that. Do you want to go ahead with that, Chris? Please. I would love to spearhead the next section of the podcast, which I believe is talking about our experiences with uh, mental health. Oh, did we oh. say we were allowed to make bad jokes in this? We said yeah. 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 Okay. Chris, after you do that, I'd love you to spearhead me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna need dinner. We can we can have <laughs> Is this for continuing That's the podcast or <laughs> Yeah, if you don't feed me quite soon, I'll probably just pass out. <laughs> um let, 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 let's hurry this up then chris please continue um i i am very fortunate in that i've never personally had any great struggle with my mental health um but i have a very close friend um from home who was sexually assaulted um during sick form and from that point onwards really struggled with um, suicidal thoughts, self-harm, um, and all kinds of associated issues. Um, and when talking about those issues, um, I was sort of in the fortunate position of being someone she trusted, um, someone she could talk to about that without thinking um, that I would be judging her or that I was um, going to tell someone. She was particularly terrified that her parents would find out and sort mm. of feel like they were failures raising her, um, and particularly scared of um, anyone sort of finding out about the incident uh, of, of her sexual assault, um, which obviously are horrible things to be afraid of. And... In in conversations like these, we, I'd love to help normalise um, discussions about mental health. But really, 
when I was that person that was confided in, often I struggled. Often I didn't know what to say. I'm not a therapist, obviously. Um, I just a person that sits there and tries to help. And on a particular day, um, I had just entirely run out of sort of even distraction techniques or any of the usual things that might um, sort of brighten the mood. And I just turned to a phrase I'd heard in reference to mental health, it gets better. Um, And I hope that I can sort of spread the message that at least in this story, that's true. That's worked. Um, She is is happier now and i think that is to do with the incident being further away but it's also due to the fact that she has extensively discussed mental health yeah. issues and now is in therapy at uni um she has a counselor there um and that was an incredibly long journey um had to be broached tens of times to get her to even consider talking to some a stranger about her issues that was terrifying but now she's there and it's helping and she feels her mental health is progressing so if i if i had a message or a moral it would be as as someone helping out even if you don't think you're proficient even if you can't see progress just being a supporting person um just hearing what someone has to say is uh, can be incredibly helpful and Mm. if you're on the other side of that conversation it does get better i I think it's also something uh really significant that you bring up there and uh something that isn't um i mean it it is very much well known but i I think it uh, deserves being picked up on is that the big theme about that and the big relation to mental health through that is the fear that you um, experience after one of these events may happen. And of course, because no two people are the same, it will always be a different kind of fear. I mean, like you say there, she was absolutely terrified of her parents finding out. And that's not always what people would assume. And it's just the fact that these things can affect people in so many different ways that you wouldn't even think about. And people would be scared of consequences that you may not even consider from an outside perspective. And I think no one's ever expecting you as the person who's there as the person who they're discussing with no one's expecting you to know everything and even if it feels overwhelming to hear these things you need to consider that they just need someone to open this dialogue with and i would definitely say that if you are seeing someone who you think is going through that just like try and talk to them because i had people with like me personally when i sort of started to not get better i don't think you get better but you know what i mean i started to like feel better and they came to me and said oh yeah we could all tell that something was wrong and i was like that's really good that you can tell that you think i'm improving but like why didn't you say anything at the time because that would have really yeah. helped just having someone to, even if you're just there and yeah. it's 1 a.m and you're drunk on a road and you're just like crying and they're like it's all right mate don't worry about it that honestly the few times that happened to me helped so much so if you are and you see someone I know it's actually, but honestly, just just ask them how they are and almost like make them tell you because they won't want to tell you. They won't want to talk about it, but sometimes you just need to make them. 
no, yeah, I, I, I completely uh, agree. And it, it, it is sometimes just small things that people look out for, isn't it? Like every, everyone, like people do sometimes just grasp for things. And there's never a right answer for these things. It, it, it is always, I mean, there, there was a campaign sort of um, going around. It, it was, um, I mean, this is probably slightly off topic. But uh, for child abuse, if you see something, say something. If, I don't know if either of you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that that's such a good sort of lesson. It it, it doesn't just apply to any one thing. Like if if you see something and you think something, like don't be overbearing. But like maybe just try and show some sort of consideration or care, and just sort of say like, look, I am here. If you want to open a dialogue on this, you won't be bothering me. If you come and talk to me about this, you'll you'll never be bothering me. If you come and talk to me about this, like if if there is someone who cares about you and you come and talk to them about any sort of problems that you're having, if they truly cared about you, you would not be bothering them with it. Please go and do so. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 100%. And that that was a particular issue with um, my friend who would often think she wasn't worth my time, um, and I had to sort of reiterate over and over again that sort of I I would absolutely um just do anything for to to improve your mental health and to help, you know. And I think that's an important part of support, emphasizing that um they are worth helping, you know, because people can feel utterly hopeless. Yeah. Definitely. Oh well, Charlie, would you like to um open up a dialogue? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. This is the one where there's going to be awkward jokes because that's just how I do things. How, so however you want to do things. A very serious know. tone. You can already hear in my voice. I'm, I'm ready to, to get this off my chest. Okay. So uh, I've sort of struggled with depression. It feels weird saying it because I don't really talk about it, which is why this is such a good thing. And yeah, it was a really good idea to do this. Uh, but yeah, so I've sort of struggled for a long time and I sort of, for like Oh, I, was, I nearly swore, but I stopped myself for bloody ages. <laughs> I um, I didn't realise that's what it was like. I can remember being in school and feeling miserable all the time, and just being like, "Oh well, it's obviously just because I don't have a girlfriend, and all my friends have a girlfriend. That's obviously the problem." Like, come on, how is that not a problem? And then I got a girlfriend, and it didn't make anything better. But I did in other ways, but you know, not in my mental health way. Uh, and it took a long time, probably about a year of her talking about it to me and just us talking about it together for me to agree to go and see a doctor about it which was possibly the worst thing that i could have done not very helpful nhs is great but um they're obviously very understaffed and uh this is probably isn't a very positive message to send but i'm just saying my story i hope that's okay uh for reference uh, of people living in other countries the nhs is our free healthcare system yeah, so they they are amazing and they're very understaffed and they're very underfunded and I know why this happens, but uh, the issue is that it does happen and the issue is that there's not the support there that's needed because I went into my local doctor and I just went, oh, I don't really know what to say. I've been feeling really depressed and he was like, okay, on a scale of one to ten, how sad do you feel? And I was like, well, it's not really a, a good scale, but I was like, I don't know, like an eight. And he was like, that's pretty sad. Here, take some antidepressants. And I was oh. like, oh, great so i took them for about oh, i don't know for about a year and they just sort of made me feel nothing mm. which isn't good and um, they also gave me a number to phone for um like therapy for like this three i can't, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but it's like the free nhs therapy 
So I rung this number and basically they said it's about a nine month waiting list. Oh, geez. Which uh, isn't what you want to hear when you're in that state. No. So eventually I went on and I was just sort of drifting, not really feeling anything. And then, you know, like stuff, stuff like I know the triggers of it and I know what makes me feel bad. And it's not fun. So I went, yeah, anyway, sorry. I went off like a year and then it just got worse and worse. And I'd like quit jobs because some days I just couldn't get out of bed and then I wouldn't go in. And then I'd get like weird anxiety that they would have a go at me for not coming in. And I don't like being shouted at. So I would just then not go in and not go in. And then I'd end up just quitting these jobs that were like nothing. Like I worked at Tesco's for a week and then I quit because I couldn't go in one day. And the guy down the phone was an absolute poo head to me. So I was just like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Uh, and then. So, th- how long would you say? Um, like, would you say that there is anything which started this? Which, which, of course, there doesn't have to be. Or, what sort of age would you say this really started to come about? Um, I'd say it probably. I started feeling sort of. I I don't know because I don't know if I was like depressed at this point or if it was just like you know like I was just a bit of a sadder person. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the issue is that people don't think. I mean, there is yeah. no line. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. I mean, like like all things, this is a spectrum. Like, there's no one day where you'll wake up and you'll go, right, I am now depressed. It, it is a <laughs> steady slope and, and a slope which you can go from either side of throughout your lifetime many times. And it, it, it's just something that is good to stay aware of. So, sorry, Charlie, please continue. No, so um, it's probably when I was about 16. But and for like the record, I'm 22 now, so it's been like a long ass time. <laughs> mm. And um, but when I went to college the first time and I failed on my exams and got kicked out, and that like my my thing. I also they didn't tell me they kicked me out. They just took me off the email list for my tutor, and what? then I couldn't log into anything, and I just didn't have any contact with them at all. They're a horrible, Christ. horrible college, awful. Um, and so yeah, so that really like sort of because I was always like one of the smarter people in my school that does not do well to um make you sort of feel cared about either when no, people won't even tell you that you're no longer at the college that's a real jerk move yeah i feel like i want to name and shame them but like <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so yeah so that's sort of not my confidence and i went to this other college for about three weeks and they were honestly lovely like in that time, I talked to like, the head teacher about it, and I, I was just like, I can't do this. So I left there, and I worked for a while, and then me and my girlfriend decided to go back to college, which was the same, the second one that I went to. I went back there, and I went there for about a year and a half, and then I started feeling really like anxious and scared, and basically, it's just sort of taken a toll on me where I can't really finish things anymore, which is a real issue. <laughs> like, I couldn't face going in and finishing college because what if i failed again so was this in the lead up to your final uh, a levels it was it was in like january so i just i didn't go back after christmas up until christmas i was doing fine and then after christmas i just couldn't face going back and uh, how much would you say the pressure of exams had an impact on that i think personally exams aren't the best way to sort of judge someone's ability yeah and i think the stress they put you under especially when you're trying to get into university is insane (laughs) yeah like it is incredible how much pressure you feel and then that just on top of the whole like 
other times, obviously the whole failing before thing, it just really like messed me up big time. And uh, so when I stopped going back, I literally didn't get out of bed for about a week. And this was uh, this was this year. Oh wow, it feels a lot longer ago than that. This was January this year. Oh wow, wow. yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, we'll we'll take take us through since then. Like how how, how um, do you feel now, and what your journey between then and now has been? So obviously, um, like my family could tell because like my like you were saying about your friend Chris, like I didn't want my family to know. Like I didn't want to tell anyone. Which looking back yeah. is is really helpful. But I just was like, no. The only person I told was my girlfriend. And like literally that was it. And I've had friends I've had since I was like in primary school and I still didn't feel like I could tell them, which is ridiculous because since I've started to feel better, I have told them and they've all been so nice and so kind. And I'm just like, why didn't you do this earlier? You silly boy. <laughs> like that's what happens. Yeah. You just don't want to talk about it. Mm. And um, yes, yeah, so then my mum could obviously tell and she just booked me a counseling appointment and was just basically like, you're going here. I don't care if you want to or not. Cause I was like, no, I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I was like swearing at her and I was being really horrible. And she was, she was really nice. She was lovely. My mum is lovely. And, um, basically she just forced me to go to this counseling session mm. and the lady was really nice. And it honestly, it helped so much. And I know, cause I feel like such an asshole cause I know so many people can't sort of, they don't have that option. Yeah. Like we didn't really have, the only reason we could afford that was because my mum is friends with her and she was doing her a favor. Like, I'm pretty sure my mum didn't even have to pay for it in the end. But like, it's a sort of thing where those things are so important and there's nowhere to get them for free. And every session, at least where I live, is like £40 an hour. Mm. And like people our age, especially when mental health is such a import, like it's such a issue in the younger generation to have it Absolutely. at such a steep price. It's I mean, just, and there, not there are so many things which, uh, I mean, obviously there anything could cause uh, mental health issues including nothing at all like there doesn't ever have to be a reason sometimes these things do just happen but in an age of increasingly competitive academic scenarios with exams and social media and the idea that you're always some some people feel like they're always comparing themselves to each other which isn't helped by reality oh, tv and social media like we are in an age where young people really need more support and an age where it's more difficult for them to get that support sometimes yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like I was saying, like, no one I know, like, I've had other friends and people who have also been sort of going through what I've been going through, and they just don't have that option. Like, it's impossible for them. And definitely what you're saying, social media is such a big thing because people, obviously, everyone knows this, but like, people only post the good stuff. Like, no one ever posts the days where they eat four big bars of chocolate, get really drunk, and just pass out by themselves in their bed. Like, no one is talking about that. You just put your best side forward, and that is really damaging because you look at that as someone, as a, a person, and you think, oh, but I'm not a perfect, amazing human being. What's gone wrong? What's wrong with me? Why am I like this? When yeah. there's nothing wrong, it's just no one no one shows the bad side. And that's why I think personally, like it's so damaging. It's so addictive. It's such an issue. I've gone really off topic yeah. there. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, well, while we're actually on this topic, just talking about young people, uh, I mean, I think everyone is aware of it but if they're not if you are under 20 and you are feeling uh concerned or depressed or even just slightly worried about something and you feel like you can't talk to anyone else then if you're under 20 childline is always there and as someone who has uh called them before about a relatively serious matter they are extremely helpful they're extremely friendly they have 24 7 helplines and if they can't help you 
to the extent that you need it, they will always refer you to someone else. So if you are under 20 and you feel like there's no one you can talk to and you don't know what to do, Childline is there and I cannot recommend them enough. Um, we'll all put the number for that in the description for this episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. If that's right with you guys. It, it, it is a shame <laughs> that they cut off at 20, but it is a free service and unfortunately they do have to cut off somewhere. But for the fact that so many people under 20 are affected by this, it is massively useful. So no, for over 20, so. Samaritans also are the same sort of thing. Oh, really? I, I haven't actually yeah. heard of that. Oh, yes, yes, Samaritans. I'll put that in there as well, yeah. Yeah, they do the same sort of it's 24-hour helpline. Yeah, well, and they're just there for you go. See, there, there's something even I didn't know about. Even I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not pretending to be an expert. There's something I didn't know about, and like if I was depressed, I wouldn't know to do that. Chris, are you exactly. still with us? I think he's gone. He <laughs> <laughs> got too real for him. He couldn't did handle he, it. Did he get Chris? Did it get too real for you? We're still we're still here, hun. Don't worry. No. <laughs> um, Chris. Right. Okay. Uh, well, Charlie, did 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 you want to continue? I'm going to give Chris a quick message and see if we can uh, get him just, back. He's just messaged. He's a uh, he's coming back. He got disconnected. He's just on his way back. Ah, right. Coming back with all available speed. That's yeah. that's pretty good. So that's good. <laughs> uh, I would yeah. say I'd edit this out, but who knows? <laughs> well, let's see how it goes. I mean, this is the real world, isn't it? Not everything's perfect. Exactly. We're not just going to show the good side of podcasting. Oh, Harry. Look at you bringing my words out. There we that's go. why I love you. That's why you're a beautiful human. Oh, Charlie, you know what? You're a beautiful human. <laughs> so how, uh, how would you say you're feeling now in regards to everything? Um, a lot better than I was. 100%. I, I stopped the counselling um, maybe like end of August? No, end of July. I'd just come back from a holiday, so I, I'd ended it then. Cause I was and feeling how, really how have good. you felt since then? Have you felt uh, like steady improvement since then, or have you, did you feel okay by the end of it? I felt really good at the end of it. Like It got to the point where I would just go and I'd be like, I, I don't really have anything to talk about. That's, but, good, um, that's, that's where you want to be, really, isn't it? Yeah, really. I Honestly, I can't recommend it highly enough. And like I said, I know that it's not an option for everyone, and it really should be. Honestly, it's, I think, one of the most important things that we should be doing. But like, it's not, and that's horrendous. But I was very lucky that we just knew someone that could. But yeah, um, since then, it's been like, you know, ups and downs, good days and bad days. I have a little tip that we'll uh, get to later for uh, when, you're, when you're having one of those down days. So... Uh, Stay tuned. Oh, <laughs> little little sizzle there. That is lovely. Yeah, and, uh, on that, I think we have Chris back. Chris, are you, st- are you still with us? Yeah, um. So you you're talking about having had um the therapy, right? Um. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what specifically was involved in your experience of therapy? Because um. One of the big things trying to convince my friend to get in it was that um, she was convinced it could, couldn't could really be effective because it was just a conversation like we were having anyway. Um, yeah, okay. So an insight into sort of the specifics of what, what clearly for you was very good therapy would be interesting. Yeah, of course. So um, the lady I went to was just in her house. She was really nice. And... Um, I would just like turn up and she'd just basically be like, 
what do you want to talk about today? And sometimes I don't want to talk about anything. And she was like very understanding and very helpful in every way. And it wasn't like I I had this idea that they'd be there the whole time trying to like whenever I mentioned anything, they'd be like, oh, you mentioned your dad. You must have daddy issues. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be dealing with someone judging me the whole time. But honestly, I didn't feel judged at any point. And the specifics of going, like, I don't really know. It was just, it wasn't anything that special. Like, I don't, like it's hard to explain. Um, I'm going to try and stop saying like every other word. I'm trying to think for a second. Just start with humming a lot. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so I just basically turn up and she'd just be like, what do you want to talk about today? And then I talk about whatever I was feeling good or bad and then she just sort of help you train your mind to think about things in a different way like she had this metaphor which was if you see if you're like if you every day if there's a wheat field and you walk through the wheat field every day you're gonna like make a path in it and it's gonna be really indented and it's gonna be hard to walk through the rest of it and that path is easy and your brain has made a path from the negative thoughts you had to make you feel negative like your instant reaction to things is the path going straight to a negative thought about yourself so it was more trying to like train your brain to sort of go on a different, like walk a different way through the wheat field. If you understand what I mean, if that she explained a lot better than I am, but no, that that makes a lot of sense. It um, wasn't so much like and... I didn't have like CBD or anything where they properly like delve into your issues because I didn't feel like that was necessary for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I did go into the issues that I had, like about like like I said, I like failing exams and all that jazz. Um, but it was more done it wasn't like an attack it was very like gentle and calm and it was just like it was eked out over months like I was probably seeing her for about seven or eight months it was going on for a long time but it was really helpful and just every time you just sort of get a little bit I don't want to say better because better isn't the right word because I still don't think I'm I'm not like cured I just don't feel yeah and that's miserable every single day even such a concept that chris sorry i think we spoke over each other there I mean, i'm not sure what you said yeah i mean like the big thing about it is that there is no magical cure and yeah. it's a sort of lifelong development well hopefully not lifelong but a, a, a long sustained period of work yeah, yeah definitely i mean I, I i think the analogy that um i've always used is that like there's not it looking as a cure isn't necessarily the right thing uh, the way the way i've always looked at mental health is it's like bleeding like the potential for it is always going to be there but you're not always going to be bleeding like it, it, it will come back and it, it will go i mean it won't necessarily come back you're not always going to bleed but it, it, it's it's something which doesn't have to happen but if it does happen that's not the end of the world like you don't have to see it as this thing which you need to cure yourself from if you go out and get the right help or sometimes even naturally obviously getting help will work just talking to people it will get better over time and you can help it get better it doesn't necessarily have to get worse that doesn't necessarily mean you're cured i feel like that was a really poor analogy it makes a lot of sense in my mind Uh, that made a lot of sense that was a really nice way of thinking about it i've never thought about it like bleeding before yeah uh yeah, I think when describing it, uh, I need, need to go into the whole analogy. It's just like, yeah, mental health, it's like bleeding. It's like blood. That's, that's not really <laughs> initial. That's not the message you want to be yeah, sending across. That, that wasn't the message I was going for. But um, 
Yeah, that was actually really interesting, Charlie. And it, it's interesting as well with this whole thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I've had limited interactions with you, but I, I never would have guessed that you've had experience with depression. And I think that's sort of a big message is that you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, definitely. You know? Like anyone who has listened to my podcast literally hears me for 45 <laughs> minutes once a week. Like... I can, I can, even if I'm having an awful day, like I can act happy for 45 minutes yeah, and then yeah, yeah. go and get into bed and cry afterwards. Like, yeah, you literally, even people that you see every day, you have no idea what's going on. So just like try and be respectful mm. just in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you never know what's going on in someone's life. And uh, a, a lot of the time, let's say that you are that person who is having difficulty um, with some sort of mental health issue, it sometimes goes the same way. I mean, a, a self-defense mechanism is to try and hide what you're feeling. And sometimes you might be thinking, why is no one noticing this? Why is no one helping me? But sometimes people really don't know. And it is good to just sort of let someone know. I mean, obviously, sometimes people will. And if you are that person who notices, please go and just make yourself known that you are available as someone yeah. to talk to but if, like i said earlier i yeah. thought i was hiding it so well <laughs> like i thought i was like oscar worthy acting when i was around people was but... it oscar worthy acting oh no not at all no they all knew <laughs> they, they all knew it just none of them mentioned it but i was like man i'm doing so well at hiding this thing go go me. well i didn't think go me because i was in yeah. a very negative mind space but um yeah you, you know you see my point yeah, I, I I absolutely see your point, and it it is it is true. I mean, there are all these things, isn't it? How are you doing, Chris? You still with us? Yeah, um, I don't know that I have anything particularly interesting to chime in here. Um, That's okay. I was just I appreciate it being thrown to as a sort of silent member with a bad <laughs> connection. Um, <laughs> so keeping me involved, keeping me in the loop, I think is very generous. But, oh well, that's what I'm minute, here to do. I don't have a great contribution, although I was considering um, that some of the people who I have known to have um, struggles with their mental health often have an extremely bright front, you know. And obviously, not everyone who's um, very smiley and jumpy and bright is trying to it's... conceal things, but. Um, yeah. It, it just shows you that it's it can be very hard to tell. Yeah, I was. I think what gave it away with my friends is I was usually that like quite bubbly, happy person, and then um, I was at my friend's uh, like twenty first birthday, and I got very drunk very quickly and ended up sat on her house stairs crying for about two and a half hours, which was a real okay. fun time. Really, I would yeah. say yeah. if you're at a party, give that one a go. Very fun. Um. But yeah, I think that was sort of the moment where people realised that I wasn't doing as okay as I led on. And as, as far as things that might give the game away... I think Chris just tried to say something, but I'm not quite sure what it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was very insightful. <laughs> Chris, would you like to try it again if you're still with us? I think that's a no. I think, <laughs> I, I th I think Chris would like to remain silent and stoic for now. I'm sure he can still hear us, and I'm sure he's going to try and reconnect in a moment. And uh, Chris, when you do, I encourage you to uh, come, and, come and find us. Um, so, Charlie, is there anything more you wanted to um, add in on this tangent? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, remember, alcohol is a depressant. So if you're not feeling yep. good anyway, try and stay away from alcohol because yeah. it's not fun. It's not. It's not a good time. I did it far yeah. too often when I should have realized. But yeah, it's just not good. Just don't do it. And remember, alcohol is not a cure. Yes. Ugh, as much as that. some people might say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and addiction is also a mental health issue oh, when yeah. it comes down to it. Addiction is a mental thing. So if you're, and you can be addicted to anything, if you are addicted to anything, then all of these uh, sources that we're referencing are still open to you, child line and Samaritans and everything like that. Like if you feel you are addicted to something, go ahead and talk to someone about that as well, because you may not feel it's that bad now, but try quit doing it for a week. And if you really struggle with that, maybe consider trying to sort something out because it will come and bite you in the long run. Um, so yeah, did you, did you want to move on to um, something new before Chris gets back? I think Chris is back. I believe, I believe I am back. Wow. Hi, Chris. Chris, how did you do that? <laughs> um, I just couldn't what were you tell gonna you. Say before I you think some out sort by of the disconnection. Router magic um, <laughs> by which I stab an imaginary pile of internet. <laughs> well, whatever works for you, man. Whatever works for you. Yeah, is there anything more you wanted to add in before we move on to our next little topic? This I'd be missing pretext. Missing pretext. Uh, I think we just spoke about how addiction is also a mental health issue, and uh, um, you should uh, see, feel free to seek help. Like, don't feel that it's not a serious mental health issue because addiction very much can be. Uh, um, I personally, again, I'm, I'm very lucky not to have much experience with addiction or even friends who have had major troubles. I think it's it's obviously a big problem. Um, and obviously the fact that it has that physical element um while it makes it potentially more treatable makes mental health issues so much more complex and um can really exacerbate issues if you've got something that you're reliant on yeah so don't victim blame like just in general absolutely but also with that's a big thing here uh and um Actually, I was going to move on to what I was going to go on in a minute. It's an aspect of that. Also, uh, exacerbate is a fantastic word. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Just feel like that's, that's important. You've got you to be to... careful with how you say it, don't you? Exacerbate. Yeah. Oh, why? Because it sounds like masturbate? Um, okay. I'm confused. <laughs> um, should we move on to the next little topic then? Shall yeah, we? Harry, what, what would you like to talk about today? Um, Well, before I move on to it, I just wanted to um, briefly say, uh, at the beginning of this episode, we said this was for Mental Health Day, which is the day this episode will be released. And uh, Mental Health Day, I don't know if it's organized uh, by this organization, but um, it's certainly a big part of it. Hold on a moment. I'm actually going to have a quick, oh, pardon me. Charlie, feel free to edit that out later on. I'll do my best. um, you know, if you can't edit it out, then uh, showing both the best and worst, not just not just showing my best days. <laughs> going back to social media there. Um, mentalhealth.org.uk. Um, lot big on um, World Mental Health Day. They're releasing a lot of uh, studies and publications, which are very accessible. Don't be put off by the word study or application, um, which are really good for reading through about mental health. And one thing they've already got on there is a large publication about self-harming. So I actually wanted to go through a couple of the things on this site, if it's okay with you guys. Oh, yeah, I'd love you to. 
Yeah, Chris, is that quite all right with you? Have we lost Chris again? <laughs> you, you've got temperamental Chris. Oh, temperamental Chris. All right, that, that's my that favorite is good. kind of Chris. Uh, I love temperamental <laughs> Chris personally. After a long working weekday, I always like to come home to a temperamental Chris. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> distressing. <laughs> um, so, what, uh, one of the most interesting segments in this publication, uh, titled "The Truth About Self Harm," which um, we'll leave down in the description, is called "Breaking Down the Myths," because there are quite a lot of myths about self harm, which um, have been very common. I especially found during my tenure at secondary school that a lot of people don't seem to understand. And um, yeah, me too. Of course, self-harming is something which affects a hell of a lot of people. I mean, I, I cannot remember the statistics, but it was something like one in ten um, uh, teenagers self-harm, which is just insane, but also not massively surprising, depending on who you are. So I just wanted to go through a couple of these myths. Uh, the first myth being, I think, the most common one and also the most damaging one, which goes into victim shaming. Uh, the myth being that self-harm is attention-seeking. I feel like this is a very widely known misconcept. Do you yeah. guys agree? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. This, this is a big thing that people like to put out. It's like, oh, he or she's just attention-seeking, and this is ridiculous. I mean, I'll, I'll read out the little bit here. One of the most common stereotypes is that self-harm is about attention-seeking. This is not the case. Many people who self-harm don't talk to anyone about what they are going through for a long time. And it can be very hard for, to find people to find... It can be very hard for courage for people... Oh, my goodness. Look at this. What is, what is actually going on here? Uh, and it can be very hard for people to find enough courage to ask for help. A, a big thing about self-harming is when people can't find any other release, when they don't want to talk to other people about this, uh, these things or they feel like they can't, they often turn to self-harming because it will give them a feel of temporary release. And then it sort of becomes this kind of addiction. A lot of people who self-harm will do their absolute best to hide the fact that they are self-harming. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to list things that people do to try and hide it because I don't want to give anyone ideas. Um, but people will try and hide the fact that they're self-harming. It is absolutely never attention-seeking. And it, it, it's, it's kind of a bit gross that people think it is attention-seeking because I don't... I don't understand why people would think that people would do that to themselves just for the attention of others. I, I've never really understood that stereotype. Potentially. But it, it's always been a massive thing that people have thought this. As someone who doesn't understand uh, what, what that person would be going through, it's a sort of easy way to rationalize it. Um, mm. It doesn't confront the hard issues of mental health. You just go, oh, they're vain. They want some attention, um, which is obviously hor a horrific thing to say. Um, oh, you're, you're saying that that's just, the easy assumption for people to make. Yeah, yeah. It's just lazy, I suppose. Yeah. Mm, that's very true. Um, there's another myth here saying self-harm is a goth thing, which um, I, I won't go into too much because... I don't know if that is still a stereotype. I feel like that was outgrown in the late 2000s. But again, I might be wrong there. Um, I don't, I haven't really heard big that one. one. Have, have you not? No. Yeah. Obviously, like, no, I don't think I've ever really heard that, like, it's a goth thing to do. Like, oh, you have to do that to be a goth or 
I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember it being sort of a thing in the late 2000s, but I haven't really oh, okay. heard that one at, at all yeah. over the last 10 years, really. Uh, this one is a very interesting one, which I feel like also um, a lot of people tend to think. Uh, it was The myth is that only girls self-harm. And like when you think about it like rationally, you think, well, of course, uh, any gender people self-harm. But um, it, it, it is interesting that most of the cases that you will hear or read about is girls self-harming. So I suppose that is a myth that when you think about self-harm, you do link it to girls. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this uh, statistic recently. It was reported in the news that about a quarter of all teenage girls self-harm. I didn't see that. That's horrible. Mm. It's really, Bad. really weird stuff. So, like, if, if you were sitting in your class in um, secondary school or high school, if you're in America, chances are that a good three or four girls in that uh, classroom around you have self-harmed at some point. And that's the harsh reality of stuff. Um, the, the publication here reads, it is often assumed that girls are more likely than boys to self-harm. However, it isn't clear if this is true. Boys and girls may engage with different self-harming behaviours or have different reasons for hurting themselves, but this doesn't make it any less serious. And the reason that I bring this one up, and I think the publication brings this up as well, is the idea that um, if a boy comes to you and tells you that he is self-harming, don't take it any less seriously just because it's unexpected, which is sort of... Uh, mindset to take with everything no matter who's approaching you with something don't take it any less seriously than you would if someone else does um as i as i say that i feel like that should be something very obvious but the fact that um a lot of things need to be said these days that are very obvious is sad but you know there we go i mean um yeah. i have curiosity actually just because i'm curious obviously i'm not asking you to drop names a simple yes or no answer do either of you two know any um boys or men who've self-harmed because i personally don't um I do not. Charlie? Um, it depends what you sort of mean by what you define self-harm as, because no no males that I know have sort of physically, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to say the thing because I don't want to also give people ideas, but no one has done the thing that you generally associate self-harm with. But mm. I know lots of men who just drink themselves stupid every opportunity they get, and in my eyes that is also a Sort of because that's kind mm. of what I used to do was I'd be feeling so bad that I would just drink loads and then you feel worse and like that was also in my in my view that is also a sort of component of self harm. Yeah, I I think self harm can generally be considered and obviously this is this is a definition coming from someone who is by no means an expert on the um, <laughs> uh, idea of it. I think it generally is considered as something which provides temporary. Uh, release which will ultimately cause damage to your mental health or body I, I feel like that's a loose definition that i've seen in quite a few places so absolutely i think you consider um alcohol abuse a form of self-harm if that makes sense yeah that's I, i've always sort of put them in the mm. same basket <laughs> uh another one here which i think is very interesting to consider and it's sort of a very dark topic but i'm only going to touch on it briefly and that is people who self-harm are suicidal which is an absolute myth because the true uh the two aren't um linked always and absolutely never have to be they're very much separate things um i'll read out the little publication here self-harm is sometimes viewed as a suicide attempt by people who don't understand it 
For many people, self-harm is about trying to cope with difficult feelings and circumstances. Some people have described it as a way of staying alive without surviving these difficulties. However, some people who self-harm can feel suicidal and might attempt to take their own life, which is why it must always be taken seriously. And the big takeaway from that is that they're two different symptoms, self-harming and suicide. That's not to say that they can't overlap. Like people who self-harm can be prone to committing suicide, but some people who have commit some people who are prone to committing suicide don't always self-harm, and some people who self-harm aren't prone to committing suicide. It, it, it's very much sort of that Venn diagram type thing, whereas a lot of people do think they seem to overlap. And th- th- those are just a few things which I thought were really interesting to read about, because those were things which I hadn't really thought about, and the fact that I hadn't sort of makes me take a step back, given how... Um, prevalent is prevalent the right word self-harming is yeah. in a western culture because of things like mental health and i i, I just thought that was a, a really interesting discussion and the full publication the truth about self-harm goes into a hell of a lot of things like the self-harm cycle and um, what exactly it is who does it and what different ways of getting help would be which i absolutely recommend i mean the first thing they say is should i tell someone yes and I feel like that is the big message when it comes to mental health, is that the first step in anything is tell someone. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you left one of the myths out on purpose, if you didn't want to touch on that one, but there is one that I, you have I was about to go back to it, yeah, but I oh, okay, invite sorry. you to go ahead to it. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, this one just really annoys me. Yeah. Uh, so the myth is that people who self-harm must enjoy it. That... that... That is another one of these. I think that links into self-harm as attention-seeking a lot of the time, doesn't it? In, in some ways, self-harming absolutely can become and is for some people an addiction, but absolutely not because they enjoy it. It is, it yeah, is strange. Definitely. Actually, this was an um, interesting one. I don't know if either of you ever listened to the podcast S-Town. I have not, no. I'm going. I missed, have I you ever listened to title. S-Town? I have not. Oh, he's back. Craig. Hey, thanks, Job that didn't happen halfway through. <laughs> that would Wait, have been does awful. does that mean Craig was recording what we did before? Because I don't need that. Yeah, Craig's been recording for like half an hour. Good God. <laughs> Craig's had to It's all going in. Shit. <laughs> I refuse to edit anything. I, if they want an hour and a half of content, they can have an hour and a half of content. They can have an hour and a half of pre-content. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Hello, Harry. Hey there. While you were gone, yep. Uh, Craig disconnected. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he? Did he join again? Yeah, he's back. Oh, yeah, you yeah. invited him back. Yeah, he just. Uh, so that's a really interesting because I wouldn't even have thought of that as sort of. Like something to do with yeah, it, but I, I it's guess really it's all the purpose. Like obviously, if you're yeah, getting like... a tattoo, I'm not saying you're self harming, but it, it, it... yeah, it's, it's just the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I would just get tattoos over tattoos over tattoos weekly just to feel the needle on his skin, and I thought that was a really interesting thing, really. And I, I, I don't know if that is the case with anyone else, but yeah, I, I, I shows the diversity <laughs> of cases, I suppose. That um... absolutely. People are going through self-harm in all kinds of different ways. But yes, that is that is mostly um, what I wanted to talk about on this um, 
publication. A lot, a lot of the information is here. As I said before, I really recommend you go ahead and look at this. There are other publications on this website um, which go over a huge variety of things, such as how to support good mental health, how to overcome fear and anxiety, how to manage and reduce stress, uh, how to look after your mental health using exercise. There's a lot of interesting stuff, and I believe that a load of new stuff is also dropping on World Mental Health Day. So uh, I advise people to definitely check out that site. Awesome. That's good. Charlie, would you like to uh, move us on? Oh, sure. Oh, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Caught me unawares. Oh. Okay, so um, <laughs> now I think we're going to um, discuss how the stigma around mental health affects each of us or people that you know, both in like, sort of the media and in like closed groups. So uh, Chris, do you want to start with this one? So I talked about how it was difficult for my friend to um, speak to anyone, to trust anyone uh, with her problems. And I think that that is, you know, because people don't, people do victim blame. People do um, say the wrong words. They say, you know, just cheer up um, and all those kind of things that aren't helpful and um, can really make someone scared to express any difficulties they might be having. Um, I was interested um, in the idea earlier that someone might dismiss um, male issues because they think, um, you know, you need to man up or whatever. Um, one of my favourite songs of the year, um, it's called Samaritans, it's by a band called Idols, um, and just addresses that idea that... Um, the idea of masculinity um, can be a real stumbling block, can really push back someone from uh, talking about any issues they have in life. Um, if you're expected to be um, the picture of masculinity. Um, so that's two sort of very different tangents on um, stereotypes around mental health. I don't know if either of them were helpful. <laughs> To be honest, the idea of gender norms just pisses me off a bit in general. Oh, me too. Uh, mm. Yeah, and it's something which people throw around quite. Ca- We're getting onto something else completely. Oh, part um, of it. Although it's something which I suppose can genuinely affect people's mental health when they feel like they need to conform to a gender norm that they aren't necessarily a part of. The fact that if they're not conforming to that gender norm, then they're seen as an exception, which they really shouldn't. Uh, that's too much of a tangent to get into right now, I think, though. Cool. One, going back to what you are saying, Chris, about just cheer up. The one thing, like, this happens quite a lot, uh, generally to women. Like, I've had my girlfriend and her mum both say this, that they'll be walking down the street just normally, and then a man will be like, oh, come on, love, smile. And they're like, you don't know what oh happened. My like, God. my dad could have just died. Like, you don't know what's going on in my life. Why? And it happened. Like, I didn't think that this would thing. This is personally what never happened to me. But they were telling yeah. me it happens like constantly. And I'm just like, oh, I just generally hate men. <laughs> it, it's like with the uh, Captain Marvel trailer, which uh, dropped recently. People commenting and editing in Brie Larson smiling more in that yeah, trailer. I'm like, what? What are you doing? What? What's going on? It's really, 
really weird. I could. Li- I feel like we need to start, kind of stop because I could literally just rant about this for hours. But yeah, let's. Um, unless Chris, Chris do you, you have more to say yeah. on that? Chris, hey there. Sorry, I would. Um, I didn't realize I still had the conch shell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Love that reference. That's a fantastic reference. GCSE English. Um, am I right, I lads? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I, d- I don't know that I do. I think it'd be best to move on. Okay. Okay, Charlie? Yeah, I'm happy to move on. <laughs> All right, I've got cool. more to say, but I don't. this isn't the time or place. All right. Well, I was actually saying, Charlie, do you want to move it on? <laughs> oh, sorry. Because <laughs> you're, the, you're the structure man here. Sure. I'm not, um, I'm not. Okay, I guess I'll talk about stigma for a minute, just in general, if that's okay with everyone. You know what, Charlie? Yeah. That's quite all right. Please go ahead. It, you know what? A- anytime you want to talk to about anything, I, I encourage you to do oh, so. Thank you. That's so kind. I am, um, yeah. I felt the stigma. Like, this is why I think this thing that we're all doing is really good because podcasts are quite a male dominated. Not, I don't know. Well, I don't, like, me personally, I don't listen to any podcast where it's, like, hosted by a woman. Not for any, like, reason that. They wouldn't do a good job. Actually, no, that's a lie. I listened to the Claire Tonti one. That's a lie. But like, you know what I mean? I, I listened to um, quite a good podcast, uh, My Favourite Murder. Oh, sounds good. Is it about murders? Um, yeah, actually it is. Uh, it's hosted by two extremely American women. Like their, their accents are extremely American. That was a bit of a barrier at first, but um, yeah, that was good enough. But no, I, I, you, you are quite right. I feel like most of the podcasts that I know about or that I can see are mostly hosted by men. Yeah. Like and I think it's quite a good thing that we're all doing is because there is the the stigma around men talking about it that, you know, oh boys don't cry, push your feelings down. Mm. That kind of thing. And that is really damaging. I cry all the time. Crying is one of the first things that I do when I wake up some days. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with crying. I don't see what's so unmanly about it. Like no, absolutely. It's just, I think that is, for me, that was the most sort of hard one to get over was the, the like toxic masculinity surrounding mental health and getting help and just generally like what you were saying earlier, like, oh, come on, be a man. That whole thing really made it hard for me to even talk to like my closest friends about it. It it is a shame that these sort of, and you know, that, that, that's not even for, um, just men i suppose really is it it's just that general idea yeah. of don't be a baby don't like attention seek like why why can't yeah. you just get over it just feel better that sort of thing isn't it just be happy guys come on yeah. just just do it it's so easy just do it god thinking about the world really really gets you down doesn't yeah. it <laughs> i can't yeah. wait to go to sleep straight after this <laughs> I'm having a good uh, time. Uh, yeah, if the world's a bit depressing, we'll get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it. The, the idea that the point is is that there are so many people out there who will be so happy to have it well, so happy. We'll be so open to having this conversation with you, no matter no matter what reason you have for having it like there are so many people who are genuinely accepting and like will so easily have like a conversation with you about these things just because there are some people out there who won't doesn't mean that the world 
is a terrible place. You know, at this point, I'm really wondering how the other episodes are turning out, like <laughs> what sort of tone they went for here. Is anyone else thinking that? Yeah, I'm just like I'm told if... that Carlisle's episode included a discussion of whether riding dick counted as leg day. So, so they went for a very different tone. From... <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it was you could have told us this coming into it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally, I left my um, papers on leg day and riding <laughs> over at my other workplace. It's, uh, it's a real shame. I could have really gotten into that conversation, <laughs> but you know. By the way, the answer is no. So, just oh, in case anyone, wow. it depends what you're doing. Yeah. If it's Are a back really and forth motion, also have this discussion. If it's an up and down motion, <laughs> sure. Depends what what muscles you're using. Yeah, I yeah. suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like, I mean, are you even using any muscles at all? Are we, de- are we like dedicating ourselves to this now? Are we, are we going whole, whole into this? This is a massive total shift. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd personally, I think that if sort of reverse is probably more okay, we are of a step than sort of non. What? Yeah, yeah. Because it's more of a squat shape, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to listen and wonder how that <laughs> links back I, I to mental health. Are much uh, more considered and um, yeah, measured. I've got it. I know, how, I know how this. How, I know how this fitted in. Okay. Okay. How did it fit in? Uh, so they were going to talk about how exercise is helpful. Ah. Going to the gym, leg day. You know, obviously, some people don't like going to the gym. Can you do other things as exercise? I, I see Can you it. Ride <laughs> I see it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. That yeah. being said, gender norms. If you have poor mental health, you can still ride dong if you're a dude to make your mental health better. There you oh, go. Yeah. Breaking down gender stereotypes. There we go. It's pretty good. What on Harry's? Um. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> what was point so, number four? Uh, I've, got, I've got the best segue. Are you ready, guys? I'm ready. So, so as they pointed out in the other episode, exercise is a very good tip that you can use yes. to help deal with it. Harry, do you have a tip that you could give or a helpful website or article? Um, well, like I say, mentalhealth.org.uk and Childline. Um, also, just your family, your friends, anyone who you feel comfortable talking to about. I mean, I I have family and close friends who have suffered from a variety of mental health issues, and there are some of them who have spoken about it and gotten help, and there are others who haven't, and the effects really are... Like, you, you, you can see where people have struggled more than others when they've chosen not to confront and discuss. And even though that's a really hard step to take initially, it's an important one, and it does help. So I I would seriously recommend talking to someone. I seriously recommend if you don't feel like you can talk to anyone, Childline or like Charlie says, Samaritans. And if you wanted any information on it, mentalhealth.org.uk can point to you in a lot of the right directions. So that, that, that's what I can say. 
Chris? Cool. Um, as someone who's only ever sort of watched the progression of someone's struggle with mental health, I don't feel in a great position to advise someone what they should be doing. Um, so I would just like to talk to people um, who might be out there and might see their friends a bit down, might just move on. I think there's nothing wrong ever with having a little chat. Um, and if the result of that is just them saying they're fine, then they don't want to talk about it and you can move on. Um, um, but being there supportively, um, no matter how qualified you feel um, or how comfortable you feel, really, um, you will be an amazing support for someone just if you can listen to their concerns and try your best to sympathize. Um, and that's, that's hopefully yeah. what I will see people do. Um, if I think um, that is an incredibly important thing that people like, that is a really good takeaway. If you take away anything, just, I think that is one of the most important things is that if you see someone struggling, do just try and help in any way that yeah. you can. Absolutely, because yeah. any way that you can will help. I don't think there's nothing I can do. Uh, like, that's a shame. What can I do? Like anything you can do makes a difference it's incredibly frustrating that there is no sudden cure that there's nothing that you can do to suddenly get that person who you're helping better um but that doesn't mean uh you give up you know you just stay helping however you can and while it's frustrating that often there'll be periods of no progress um there might even be steps back um where you thought that things were getting better but now um now it seems they're not i think it's really important that no matter what you try your best to stay with the person you're helping yeah definitely i agree 100% yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. On that note, I've slightly lost my connection. What? Are you? You're still with us, Chris? That's quite alright. But yeah, that, that's. I think that's the biggest thing that we've spoken about here, and the biggest message of this, and the whole point of this podcast is open a dialogue. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the really big takeaway. I feel because that leads to everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Go on then, Charlie. What's your, what's your little tip? You sizzled earlier. Okay. I want to hear it. Well, I was, I've been spending the past <laughs> like five minutes while listening to both of you trying to come up with a, like a catchy punny title for these, but I can't think of any. So <laughs> I've just done it for myself. Um, I'm think it's something like oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something beginning with T, like tips, but like I can't think of another word to lead it's it in. Terrific. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Tangible. Yeah, oh, that's a good one, actually. So, yeah, these are some tangible tips. That These are things, obviously, everyone is different, but these things really helped me and still help me. So, the first thing I would say is set yourself goals for each day, no matter how small they are. Like, sometimes my goal is just, today, you're going to get out of bed. And then just doing that made me feel like, hey, I did that, and that's really good. Yeah, exactly. So, like, even now, when 
I feel a bit bad. I'm like, all right, well, that's because I like I know why I'm feeling that way, and uh, I'm like, okay, well, how can I try and get around this? So yeah, like literally, even if it's just like today, I'm gonna have a shower. Today, I'm gonna cook a proper meal and not get a takeaway. You know, it doesn't have to be big things. Today, I'm gonna go for a walk yeah, five yeah. minutes around the corner. That is one thing that really helped me out. Yeah, and also another one is a uh, find something that you can do that you find very comfortable and relaxing like for me personally it's uh i have a bathroom with a really big radiator in it so whenever i feel sort of stressed out or anything i've done this since i was like a child (laughs) this is like a very regressive thing for me but i'll go and sit in my bathroom and have a bath and read a book right next to the radiator so it's really hot in there it's really warm the door closed and i'm just sort of in my own little world for an hour hour and a half and just something like that so just try and find something that just that makes you really feel nice. good that it you can really relax oh, mate it's lovely i'd recommend it 100 percent. yeah you make me feel really tired at this point like, <laughs> a bit heavy about <laughs> sitting in a bath with a book <laughs> it's lovely yeah so those are my two little tips just sort of set yourself goals no matter how big or small and just find something that you can do obviously i can't have a bath anytime i feel bad but you know what i mean like something that you can just be like oh, i couldn't have a bath tonight and that would be a nice way to sort of end this crappy day <laughs> mm. those are good tips charlie i want i want to thank you for sharing those t- and chris and the listeners <laughs> oh Very well nice of you. thank you harry and chris also for letting me share them and for also sharing your own experiences it's been really nice to sort of get this out there has been and it's uh, it's probably going to be quite the contrast with the conversation about riding dong so <laughs> look, for, look forward to uh, the <laughs> contrast depending on which episode this is going to be it's probably going to be episode two or three so we'll, we'll find out Whatever. chris you all right you got you got anything more to add i'm wonderful i've had a lovely time and in the sort of theme in the spirit of things i've done my best you know <laughs> exactly that's all we can ever ask of ourselves <laughs> i think you've done a great job chris uh, is that the end? Do we do out? Do we do an outro? Uh, we probably should do an outro. Okay. My my name my name's Charl. Um, my name's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to have some weird tonal name, shifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my name's Harry. What did you say my name's Charlie? Did you say my name's, name's Charlie. Chris? Name's Chris. Uh, yep. And then Charlie say my name's Charlie. Name's Charlie. And that's why we did that. Oh, I see what you yeah. did there. Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to leave that at the end there? Links for everything we mentioned in the description. Yes. Bye, guys. Yeah. We love you all. We lo- Oh, I was about to say that. Oh, <laughs> you want to say it in unison? Actually, yeah. I think they do that at the end of Two in the Think Tank. Chris, you with us. We're going to say okay. we love you nicely to the listener, yeah? Three, two, one. Is we Chris with you. us? We <laughs> love you. We, we love you. That we love you. Said. <laughs> we love you. All right, I think that's a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thoughts?